Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shears, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this podcast to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give me a call at 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Kingdom Plan Advisory. So I, I often talk about saving whether it be emergency fund, whether it be investing, whatever it may be, we talk about savings a lot. As a financial planner, it's it's kind of the core of my business, uh, saving saving money, investing money. People say, well, what you know, what does scripture say about that? Does the scripture actually say we have to save money? Or I've heard, well, it says to trust upon the Lord. People, those who use that as an excuse well the lord will provide yes the lord will provide the lord is is providing now for you to use at a later date okay but there's quite a bit of scripture about saving and about being diligent about savings if we go to proverbs uh six chapter six verses six through eight it says, Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. So what that is telling us is that the ant doesn't need anyone to tell them what to do. All right, They just know that they have to, to save now to consume later. Right? And an ant isn't the only thing. Have you ever seen squirrels? Squirrels all summer long, whenever the nuts come on the trees, normally around July, August, September time frame, those squirrels are taking those nuts and they're they're burying them everywhere. I always thought as a kid, I wonder if that squirrel can actually remember where they put those nuts. But that's what they're doing. You know, the, the most simple-minded of, of things, some of these animals, insects, know that you set aside now for later. And in Proverbs 6, uh, it says the same thing. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways. Scripture's telling us, watch the ant. Well, look at the insect. What is the insect doing? Without any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her fruit in the harvest. Talking about setting aside for later. Now, I know that saving money sometimes is difficult. And, and... The reality is those difficulties are usually because we are overextended, which means we have too much debt, we, our mortgage payment's too high, our rent payment's too high, our cell phone t- payment's too high, um, you know, our internet payment, our dish, our DirecTV, or whatever. We've got a lot of money going out, and at the end of it, we're like, oh, I, don't, I don't have any money to set aside now. I'll wait till I pay off my credit cards. I'll wait till I pay off my house. I'll wait till I pay off my car. And after doing this for for a quarter of a century, I can tell you that that doesn't normally happen. Because whenever you pay a car off, what do you do? You trade it in. Whenever you pay credit cards off, what do you do? Run those credit cards back up. That's just the reality of things. That's what we see. 
In Proverbs 21.5, it says this, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Let me read that to you again. Proverbs 21.5 The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. What that's telling us is we must be disciplined to set aside those things. And if we're hasty, we, you know, we, we receive it. Yeah, let me give you a really, really good example. So a large majority of adult uh, Americans receive stimulus payments, uh, two or three different checks. Uh, the last one was a big one. Uh, I know families of five that got uh, $7,000. Um, and the people that I know that did that don't have any left. They spent it. Um, it's disheartening to see that. A, you know, it's, the money was spent on on vacations, spring break, um, electronics, those kind of things. Things that are meaningless, absolutely meaningless uh, in the scheme of financial planning. Um, it was an opportunity for people who, number one, didn't lose any work because of the pandemic. It was a great opportunity for you to, number one, set aside an emergency fund. And those people that I know, the young families that I know that received that, are out of money already. They're already struggling after receiving, you know, a lot of them got their, their tax returns about the same time, April, May time period, that they got these stimulus checks. I mean, we're talking people that were getting ten, twelve, fifteen thousand $15,000 between the two. And the money's gone. Um... And I, I'm, I'm not making this, this is just fa factual information. So it's it's concerning that, that you know, the materialism and the debt um, and the, the just the, the absence of common sense overwhelms those people um, that just have no diligence whatsoever about saving money. You know, Proverbs 24, 27. Proverbs 24, verse 27. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. What, what a powerful, powerful verse. Prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. I say, get all your stuff done, people. Get all your stuff done. There are priorities. There are priorities that you need to do. But, you know, with every priority, we need a plan. We need to figure out how we, you know, if we're going to be diligent, how are we going to be diligent? It's, it's very difficult for someone to just say, okay, this is what I'm going to do um, and just start doing it. You've got to have a plan. Well, what does scripture say about planning? Believe it or not, you know, everything that we need to do in regards to financial stewardship is in scripture. Luke fourteen twenty eight says this. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? It's planning, people. You sit down and you plan. You figure things out. Um, you know, when it when it comes to these these not revolving debts, uh, but secured debts, uh, cars and houses. Okay, cars and houses. That's a secured debt. If you don't pay it, they come and get it. Okay? That's a secured debt. 
and the amount of people that are overextended on these things is just it it's overwhelming that that <clears throat> well here, here's you know car salesmen are taught to do certain things you know it's not negotiating the cost of the cars is car salesmen are, are negotiating with the buyer the monthly the monthly payment people don't even know what they're paying for the car you know, you walk into a dealership and, you know, they say, well, what are you looking for? Is it, well, you're not going to afford about uh, 500 bucks a month. People, worst mistake you could ever make. Worst mistake you could ever make. You need to know the cost of the car. You need to be able to put a big down payment on the car. I mean, you're borrowing money on a depreciating asset, which is, is the definition of being a knucklehead. That's just that's just truth. And I know that hurts because a lot of people borrow money to buy cars, but you're borrowing money on something that is depreciating faster than you're paying it down. You don't believe me? Trade your car in two years after you have it, three years after you have it. You owe more than what it's worth. Sound familiar? You owe more than what it's worth unless you have a big down payment. Okay, you trade another vehicle in, you've got you know, 40, 50% down payment. That's the only way you can stay ahead of it. If you go in with no down payment or a minimal down payment, you will never be ahead of the value of that car by your monthly payments. It's not going to happen. And we all know that's how things are working right now. The last time I took my wife to buy a car, right, we were actually trying to establish her credit, so I wanted to her to pay um, on a vehicle. And I could pay cash for the vehicle but i wanted her to establish that that payment history um because she hadn't done that here and we went and and which i had bought uh, her car um cash um so she had a trade-in and the car salesman and god bless her <laughs> she was doing what she was taught to do but she came out as well how what what kind of monthly payment can you afford and i said no that's not how we're doing things i said we need to know the cost of the vehicle. We want to know the discounts. We want to know, you know, all the, the, the bells and whistles that we can reduce the cost of that vehicle. And she said, well, are you paying cash? I said, I'll figure that out at a later time. So now the, the salesman's confused. <laughs> she doesn't know how to handle that because not many people walk in and pay cash. Well, in this particular situation, I wasn't going to pay cash, but I wanted to negotiate the price of the vehicle. And then whatever the price of the vehicle was, the, divide that by you know the 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 term that we were going to accept my intention was for my wife to pay about 12 months on this vehicle and then pay it off just to to establish that credit history and um so the first thing we we found a vehicle um trade and got the price to where i i wanted it um and they come back and they said well <clears throat> you know this is going to be your monthly payment and i said let me see that. Let me, I, I, you're showing me a number, but I want to see how you got to that. It was a 72 month, 72 months, seven year, seven years, 72 month payment plan on this vehicle. And I said, who in their right mind would ever borrow money on a vehicle for seven years? I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set it up under 36 months. I didn't tell her I was going to pay it off after 12 months. I just said, set it up for 36 months. 
She said, well, you know, what is what can you afford month uh, on a monthly? I said, that, that has nothing to do with, with what we're discussing here. You know, whether I can afford it or not. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, if I, could, if I could afford to pay cash for it on the spot, then I can afford the monthly payment. I mean, but there, there, were, there was a design behind why we were doing what we were doing. Normally, I would never borrow money on a vehicle. It's just, it's just not me. I would pay cash. But... Um, so, I mean, that, that's what the world is going to. You, you go into a car dealership, and you, you are told to, to, to uh, tell them what you can afford monthly, and they come back, and they haven't extended it out, or they, can, they push you up into a higher-priced vehicle but take it out to seven years on the payback. Um, and you don't even know. You're just like, well, you know, it's $450 a month. People, once again, it's the definition of, of just craziness craziness so let me get back online here because it's it's those are the things that impede upon our ability to save okay they impede upon our ability to save now another reason to save it it reduces stress but let me let me go to proverbs 21 5 the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. People, that's just that's just people ex- borrowing their life away. And whenever you're buried in debt, when you're buried in debt, your level of stress is going to increase because you get these monthly bills, whether it's coming out of your checking account or coming to the mailbox. Monthly bills, monthly bills, monthly bills. And then if you ever get in a tight spot, like the pandemic, and then all of a sudden you got creditors calling, you got the bank calling, you got the, you got the lenders calling, saying, "Hey, you know you're three months behind. We're going to come get that car. You know you're three or four months behind on your house payment. We're going to start foreclosure." The stress involved in that could have been avoided. Everyone wants to buy a new vehicle. Why? Why do you have to have a new vehicle? If you can't afford a new vehicle, buy a used vehicle, and only buy a used vehicle after you have money to put down on it. Okay, why do you have to have a brand new vehicle when in rally? If you can't pay cash for it, you you can't afford it monthly. Oh boy, there's a lot of people that are going to say that's crazy, Jay. You, you have no idea what you're talking about. I, listen, if you can't pay cash for it, you be very careful, very careful about paying for it on a monthly basis. There's a whole lot of truth to what I said. And one day you will understand what I just said. Today, you may or may not. Okay? You may or may not. But I'm telling you, I've been around the block a lot of times. And I manage money for a living. And I deal with people that are consumed by debt. And that's what they're facing. You know, they make $40,000 a year and are buying $50,000 vehicles. People... That's insane. My own daughter, my daughter, my youngest daughter is in the process of buying a home. I said, what did the bank tell you that you could borrow? She said 190000 I said, that is about four times what you make on an annual basis. I said, don't you even consider that? She said, well, what, what, what? Why would they do that? I said, because they are in the business of lending money not in the business business of taking care of stress or reducing stress don't you dare do that and that's what we're looking at the world throws this debt at us hey borrow this money it's just going to cost you this much a month 
it's going to cost you, you know, and you're like, oh, I can afford that. And all of a sudden you can afford that. And then you go to the car dealership and they put you on a seven-year payment plan. And after four years, that vehicle needs to be traded in, but you can't because you're upside down on it. Okay. You're like, oh, you know, I've got these debts and, and now I've, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, Christmas is coming up. I don't have any money for Christmas. I'm going to put it on the credit card. You go to the store, you go to JCPenney's or TJ Maxx. And TJ Maxx, I'm going to pick on because they are pushy about those credit cards. Man, are they pushy. Hey, at Target, I got into a debate at Target with a cashier. She said, well, you can save 5% today. I said, you need to listen to my radio program. You need to listen to my podcast. She said, why wouldn't you say 5%? I said, because I don't want any debt. And, of course, there's people standing in line behind me going like, what is this fool saying? <laughs> uh, I said, I, I said I greatly oppose store credit cards to buy groceries. I, I, it just makes no sense to me. We got into about a five-minute debate. at the. She's like, well, you can do, actually do a debit card. I said, I don't want to do a debit card. I already have a debit card. She said, but yeah, you could have a red debit card. I said, the color of the debit card doesn't make a difference to me. I don't need to open a debit card. I'm going to pay for this on my current debit card that is trans, is, is linked to my bank account. And that's, she said, well, you know, if you just pay it out after 30 days, you won't have any, any fees. I'm like, ma'am, I do not want a credit card, please. You know, <laughs> this is a, a, a conversation that's going to go nowhere. I, I just couldn't believe it. TJ Maxx was the same thing this last uh, week. You know, and I know that that's what they're told to do. They're asked to do. Push these credit cards. TJ Maxx is like, you know, you can save, uh, you know, 20% or 15% or whatever it was that day. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, but why wouldn't you do that? I'm like, because I just said no. <laughs> that's the end of this conversation. Well, you can save 20%. I said, I don't need to save 20% today. I'm not saving 20%. Okay, first of all, that's that's foolish. Uh, I'm not saving 20% because I signed up for a credit card. Uh, but that's how they're doing it. J.C. Penney's, I hear them say the same thing. It's just, you know, are you going to put this on your J.C. Penney card today, sir? No, don't own one, never will. <laughs> you know, but see how the world comes at you? That's how the world, that's the that's the world. That's, that's, what, that's what the environment we live in. And a lot of people, they fall for that. So you get overextended because the bank offered you too, offered you too much money. Uh, to borrow on a house, so you you say I'm gonna if if they offer me uh, if they say I can borrow two hundred thousand, well the bank should surely know, so I'm gonna go ahead and do that, and then I'm gonna go get, get this car on a six or seven year loan. Then I, I can't afford Christmas right now because I'm overextended on my house payment, my car payment because now I got to pay insurance and all these uh, PMIs because I had no down payment on my house and I got all these things going on. So now I got to put my my Christmas on credit card, which I'm gonna pay monthly payment for the next thirty years. You see where I'm going? Do you see what I'm seeing? People, it's just truth. I mean, you, you might try to argue with me. You're going to lose the argument because you know what I just said is true. We need to avoid debt, okay? And when we avoid debt, we can start to be diligent in how we save. We can be like the ant. We can set aside for tomorrow. That's the message today. That is the message today. And when you do that, you reduce a serious amount of stress in your life. Because money and bills causes stress. Just a reality. I was stressing out this week about uh, medical bills. I'm just like, geez, oh Pete. You know, what did they do? Put a gold uh, gold kidney in me? I mean, what, I, I, you know, this stuff is expensive. 
you know, being self-employed, I, I, I got to buy my insurance on my own and I use a, a Christian healthcare plan that still has a high deductible. I mean, it's just the reality of life. But I can, I can only imagine that if I had a bunch of debt sitting here, which I don't, um, and, and, you know, I get a $2,500 medical bill because I, you know, I stubbed my toe. Um, then I'm starting to stress. I'm like, gee whiz, you know, I, 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 who do I pay? And when it comes down to the point, I'm going to finish here. If it comes down to the point where I can't pay everybody this month, I'm going to pay this before I pay this. You're in a bad spot, people. That's a bad situation to be in. And you wouldn't be in that situation if you avoided debt. You wouldn't be in that bad or in that bad situation if you had saved money for those unforeseen circumstances. Just truth, my friends. Got any questions, give me a call, 888-226-7614. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.